Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And we're joined today by Brett. Hello, Brett. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. It's good to have you back. Brett was with us over the summer when we talked about The Vast of Night. And he's back with us today to talk about Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Journey, which is a new Netflix movie. And we're talking about it today as part of our uh, 12 Days of Christmas, where every day leading up to Christmas, we talk about a holiday-themed movie. So, Ashley, why don't you tell us a little bit about Jingle Jangle? So, Jingle Jangle stars um, a predominantly African-American cast, um, and it centers around a toy maker named Geronicus. He's an incredibly talented um, inventor. Um, but early in the film, he's, he's betrayed by uh, his apprentice. And he's kind of beset with other types of tragedy. And he ends up kind of being a very depressed man who um, no longer really has the ability to, to do the amazing inventions that he was once able to do. Um, but thankfully, he has a granddaughter who comes to visit. Her name is Journey. She's a very precocious young girl, very talented and very optimistic. And perhaps she will turn things around for Geronicus. So, Brett, what did you think of this movie? Um, well, so I couldn't, I couldn't think of what... I couldn't pick a movie when, when you asked me what I wanted to <laughs> a review, so I asked a friend uh, to pick a movie for me. And she picked this one because it sounded really bad from the title. <laughs> um, and I didn't hate it. I, I thought I was going to because the title was, was strange and uh, seemed a little on the nose. Um, but it ended up being fun. Um, I, I really like the production values. The musical numbers are fun. It's got good dance numbers and all, all of those sorts of things. Uh, I have my complaints with it, for sure, definitely, um, in terms of some plot elements uh, that I'm sure we might get into a little bit later. But overall, uh, it was enjoyable. Yeah. This movie kind of made me feel a bit like a Scrooge um, <laughs> because, you know, I put it on our short list because I'd seen a lot of um, uh, friends talk about it on social media very positively. Now... You know, full disclosure, these were all uh, African-American friends. And I, I knew just from gleaning stuff off of, you know, what was on IMDb for it and whatever, that, you know, it's a predominantly African-American cast, like Ashley said. And so that's fine. Um, but I mean, I'd heard good things about it. So I put it on the short list and then, you know, Brett picked it and we watched it. And um, it, it didn't really hold my interest, oddly enough. Um, I, although I kept thinking to myself... If I were younger, like if I were a kid, um, would would I really be into this? And I don't know. It reminded me sort of of The Wiz, <laughs> which was this late 70s um, reinterpretation of The Wizard of Oz, which starred like Michael Jackson and Diana Ross and a whole bunch of other African-American. It was a predominantly African-American cast. <laughs> uh, and as a kid, I loved that movie. And all the adults around me were like, this movie's awful. This movie is not that good. Um, but I loved it. And, I was, and, uh, and I was, then I, later on, I watched it as, as an adult. And I didn't think it was awful. But I could certainly see where it wasn't great either. So that's sort of my initial take on it. Well, I think the movie gets an A plus for uh, set design and costumes. Um, I think it's been, that's been mentioned already. Um, they're both gorgeous. Um, the movie looks fantastic. Um, there's a lot. 
There's a lot of plaid costumes. As, as someone who wears a lot of plaid, I, I appreciated all the vibrant plaid uh, in the movie. Um, it, and it, all of it works towards this kind of fantasy storybook vibe that, I, that it's going for. In fact, the story is kind of told. Um, it's, it's kind of bookended by um, Felicia Rashad, who plays a, a grandmother who's reading this story to her grandkids. Um, so it kind of plays like a storybook. And I really like some of the animation. So the, the storybook kind of comes alive and um, some of the, the scenes that introduce us to the live action are like, um, it's like paper cutouts or wood carving figures that are animated. And I thought that was very effective. In fact, there are some toys in the movie that look fantastic. The, um, the matador toy that um, is voiced by Ricky Martin, actually, um, I thought looked really cool. Um, you can, you know, this this story kind of takes place in this alternative um, Dickensian reality where it's like Dickens Europe, but much more diverse and which, with much more sophisticated toys. Um, so it just has a, an, an unusual fantasy vibe. But but like you, Matt, I just couldn't connect really emotionally with the characters, so I, I just had trouble caring. Um, and the the... The musical performances were exuberant, and but not very memorable. I can't really sing you a song right now, and we just watched it last night. Well, I think one I remember is, I think it's the one that Little Girl Sings, uh, The Granddaughter Journey, yes. played by Madeline Mills. Um, the square root of infinity is me, the, right? The square root of or some possibility. The square root of impossible yes. is me. Yeah. Which the whole time she sang it, which was, there was, it had several re- reprises or reprises, but I, I thought to myself, so... Is this confidence or ego? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Brett, what are your uh, some of your further thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely it's something you know. I I think I felt like a Scrooge a little bit too because I think there's something about this story that's just really really joyful and uh, something just about the story I also found just kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, so I kind of felt like a Scrooge a little bit about while I was watching this movie too. And then there, there, there were all of those like references to math. And I feel like if you're, if you're somebody who really knows math, like you're really into math, you probably hate this movie because (laughs) it just says all of these random math equations that don't really make any sense and just feel like they're coming up with random numbers all the time. And uh, yeah, I, there were just things like that that would keep coming up where I just felt like this film didn't really define itself, didn't really define its world and what was what we were getting at to the point where I was like, I don't really know what you're telling me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this movie has um, some messages it's trying to do, which is, you know, well, for one thing, there's the subtle not so subtle undercurrent of diversity although when i say that i mean it's predominantly like the cast is like 90 percent african-american or black and five percent asian and five percent white so but there's diversity amongst the cast in a sort of odd like ashley said old dickensian european way but (laughs) anyway um but then i think it's also trying to talk about you know you got to believe in yourself and because there's this one um invention that looks not unlike wally uh that 
only comes alive like this last ingredient in order to work is like belief like or whatever um like or whatever i yeah so <laughs> i mean there's messages there about you know believing in yourself believing in magic i guess or something i don't know um but i feel like this movie is way too long um and again maybe i'm just a, a cynical old adult but i mean with bear, I mean, all those nuggets of, of messages and, 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 and positivity, it's just this whole little padded out film that, you know, for example, I think I looked at my watch <clears throat> several times, but at one point, there's a, um, there's a, a rival toy maker, Keegan-Michael Key plays a rival toy, ma- toy maker, inventor, uh, and he, there's a big climax at his factory. And I thought to myself, like, this, this movie is about over, right? And I looked, <laughs> and there was like 40 minutes left in the film. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh, my God. I said, you know, what? I said, please don't tell me that the last quarter or third of this movie is just going to be a, a familial wrap-up, and they're going to, like, sit around and talk about their feelings and family. And sure enough, it was, it was that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wasn't invested enough in them. I, I don't know. I, yeah. yeah, I felt like the characters definitely needed more humanity. I mean, it, it's wonderful that Journey, the, the idea of Journey as a character is, is wonderful. You know, this um, young black girl, she's great at math. She's, she's a talented inventor. She's, she has all this exuberance and optimism. You know, as an idea, that's, that's wonderful. Um, I just didn't connect with her. I just didn't feel like there was really any development of that character and... I mean, that's kind of critical to being emotionally invested in the movie is feeling something for her. I mean, I didn't hate her, but I just, I couldn't really get behind her that much. Um, and I, I, to me, that's where the movie suffers. I just, it needed some character development in some way to get us invested in those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to to go back kind of to something that you said, Matt, the um, the the belief thing it's to sort of point to something i think that this film just didn't really know its own rules like that belief thing didn't make sense to me because it felt like it only worked some of the time and it wasn't clear when that was (laughs) um but to also to kind of talk about the characters i agree with that like i I think that this film like creates some dilemmas to try to create some familial strife and then it doesn't really resolve those dilemmas in any real way so that sort of the when everybody comes together at the end it just didn't feel earned to me. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like any of these uh, any of these problems that we raised at the beginning it didn't really give me a reason to care about them and then at the end it didn't give me any understanding of how they came to the solution that they did. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And I I won't, I don't want to, I'm not going to, you know, give away everything about the ending, but I will say that I found it odd that, you know, so there, as we mentioned earlier, the, the, the Felicia Rashad grandmother character is reading this storybook about Jeronicus Jingle, whatever his name is, uh, (laughs) to her grandkids. Right. And I'm assuming they've lived in this house for a while, or they've been there for a few times. <laughs> but all of a sudden, at the end, when the story's done, boom, there's the factory, or there's this big place out there. And, and it, the kids are all wowed by it. And I'm just thinking, has that never been there before? <laughs> <laughs> I had the same reaction. <laughs> like, how did you never notice? <laughs> 
Yeah, because I mean, assuming I'm assuming the storybook, the, what everything we've seen on screen about what happens in the storybook is is in the past. So I don't I don't know. It's a weird um, it's a weird hodgepodge. I was a little kind. I was a little excited going into it because Hugh Bonneville is in the cast, and I you know I, I like myself some some Downton Abbey, right? And he plays <laughs> Lord Grantham in that. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. Hugh Bonneville's in this. He's in exactly I think two scenes. Yeah, he's barely in it. Yeah. Um, uh, Keegan Michael Key is in this. He's um, he's fine. I like Key and Peele, the, the sketch show he he did with Jordan Peele. But he's very um, he. This is um, this is why I said earlier. Maybe I'm a cynical old adult because this is a very much a, you can tell a kids movie because mm-hmm. um, he's playing a very broad character. Yeah, uh, Pan- pantomime villain. Yeah, um, yeah. I liked his song though. I remember. Uh, he has kind of a showstopper number that I thought was pretty good. <laughs> They're all kind of showstoppers except for a few mm-hmm. ballads. I do agree that the production design is is quite good, um, and the the costume design <laughs> is is also nice. It's it's I mean it's a it's a beautiful looking movie. It's weird, like it it uh, at times looks a little stagey. Yeah. Um, and I don't know whether that's on purpose, but at other times it looks very much, um, you know, very lush, lush and real. Um, a lot of the exterior scenes were shot in this part of uh, Norwich called Elm Hill, which I guess is very old, goes back to like the Tudor era and, um, has, I guess had other productions filmed there before. So whenever I get to England, that might be on my to see list. I think I did read that this was originally intended to be one of those live musicals that they show on TV every now and then. And I think you can kind of see mm-hmm. um, some vestiges of that. Yeah. So, Brett, you have any closing thoughts on, <laughs> on Jingle Jangle? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'll echo what you said. I think, I think the acting is pretty good in this, um, for the most part. I, I think the cast bought into to this film. And, I think Journey is good, and I usually struggle with child actors, so, <laughs> you know, uh, I think she did all right. Uh, I was able to accept it um, and not really sort of struggle with her performance in this. Um, I think that, uh, I agree, I think that this is a children's movie, and, and something you talked about before, about being sort of bored with it, um, I, it's, it's weirdly unfunny, for a children's movie. Like there's no, there aren't very many jokes and I didn't feel like many of the jokes that were in it landed very well. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, I think that's kind of maybe my biggest struggle with that is, you know, if you're going to make a kid's movie, you've got to make a kid's movie that's going to entertain kids. And aside from like the big show stepping musical numbers, I don't know how much is really there. Cause like you said, this is a long, a long kids movie as well. And, uh, you know, you think it's about to be over and then it's not over. And I think that sort of maybe you're, you've got some issues there. If you're trying to keep the attention of kids when you're watching this movie. Yeah. I would agree. And I think, you know, the greatest kids movies also entertain adults. Um, I think of toy story, for example. I mean, I I love those movies. Um, yeah, this, well, there's a, I think there's a delineation that doesn't often get made. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I separate kids' movies and family films. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said earlier, I specifically 
consider this to be, at least in my opinion, a kid's movie mm. because it did not entertain me as an adult. This is true. Um, so movies that are entertaining for both kids and adults, like parents or mm-hmm. are going to watch it maybe, I felt, I, those are like family movies, like Toy Story. There's, there's stuff in Toy Story for everyone age, you know, 9 to 90. Mm-hmm. This? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, uh, what do you, would you give this out of 10, Brett? Uh, uh, five. Give it a five out of 10. All right. I give it a, a four. How about you, Ashley? Well, I'm giving it a six, mostly right. for the costumes and sets. Okay. So our score is a five. <laughs> it has got a, uh, on the tomato meter, a critic score, uh, certified fresh, 90%, and an audience score of 77%. So, you know, we are coming in low, but I feel accurately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, think, I, I think like with Ashley's score, I think a lot of what people are looking at is just the production values of, of the film. Mm-hmm. And there are those, and it does look nice, and it's very stylized. Uh, you made the reference to stage-like. I mean, it, it almost felt not quite as dark, but almost Tim Burton-esque um, <laughs> in sort of that stylized way. And so I think a lot of people might be just fixating on that. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's, as far as everything else, maybe not so much. Yeah, agreed. That's Jingle Jangle. We give it a five. Um, thank you for listening, and Brett, thank you for joining us again. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me.